Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 42. Getting close to Lewis Hamilton numbers there. 42 of the Harder Soft F1 podcast. As you can see, or here, this is going to be a solo episode. Our good friend Adrian Huff has had some internet issues in the area. Classic Georgia. What are you going to do? So here in the office, got the Sportsnet logo behind me. A little outdated with some of these. I don't know if any of these guys are still on. Let's see. Not on Ottawa, not on Toronto, not on Montreal, not on Edmonton, not on Calgary. A little outdated, this picture behind me, but that's that's okay. We're in the Sportsnet offices. We film a quick solo episode. Didn't want to go a week without. Uh, as I said, unfortunately, Adrian's having some internet issues, so what are you going to do? That's life. I, uh, I guess now that he's not here, I can tell this little secret story. Um, so, as those of who have watched or listened to the show will be familiar with I'm not today but frequently I'm wearing F1 merch Lewis Hamilton merch Mercedes merch something F1 related and Adrian has yet to have any and maybe he has one but Christmas I was thinking okay he's gonna get some he's gonna get some F1 merch he didn't yeah unfortunately he did not now I got more but he didn't get any so I thought you know what we're gonna do a nice deed I'm gonna, I mean, my mom helped me with this, but get him some stuff, a couple Red Bull things, send him our business cards, a nice package. I don't know what that was. Put a nice package together, send it off to him. He'll get it. It'll be a nice surprise. Oh my god, that's blah, blah, blah. Been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Had a delivery date, said it was delivered, wasn't delivered. UPS didn't deliver it. They said it was to his neighbor, his family check with a neighbor, wasn't there. Now I told him I was just sending him some business cards, so I wanted it to be a surprise. But yeah, he was going to get a bunch of Red Bull merch, and uh, so it's very disappointing. A lot of money just down the drain, time, energy. Really, I just wanted to do something nice for the guy. And uh, now he's, he's still without his merch. Unless this is all a play and he did get it, and he's going to double, double trick me and show up on the next episode with the merch on, eh? Maybe, maybe that's the play. But yeah, that's that's the scenario. So we'll get right into the episode. I do have a quite a bit of good stuff to talk about this week with you. So without further ado, it is lights out and away they. Okay, already one technical difficulty down. Let's see, I think my computer died. We're at two percent, but we're plugged in. So without further ado, for the second time. It is lights out and away they go. Welcome racers, race fans, whatever you want to call yourselves. We've got a good one here. It's just me again, solo, riding solo dolo, but uh, got some got some good stuff on the docket for you today. So let's get right into it. I'll pull up the sheet here. Seem to have misplaced. Classic me. All right. So right off the bat, there's this weird. I don't know if you guys have been hearing. Um, this mafia, this mafia guy, mafia cartel guy, was arrested after a long time. Now, I would never bring this up on this show, but there's a tie to F1. There's a little F1 tie. That's very interesting. So, I'm just gonna read here. <clears throat> Unlucky F1 fans lookalike finally arrested. Italian police have arrested Sicilian. 
There we go. Italian police have arrested Sicilian mafia boss Matteo Messina Denaro following a decades-long hunt a year and a half after a Formula One fan who bore a resemblance to the criminal was arrested in a case of mistaken identity. Denaro had been on the run since 1993 when he became one of Italy's most wanted men following a spree of bombings which killed 10 people and injured close to 100 more, which his Cosa Nostra mafia group was said to be responsible for. Skip ahead. So here's where it gets interesting. Ahead of the 2021 Dutch Grand Prix, an F1 fan from Liverpool who was traveling to Zandvoort to watch the race was arrested in The Hague while dining in a restaurant. The innocent fan was blindfolded and taken away to a high-security Dutch prison by police who had mistaken him for the internationally wanted crime lord, Denaro. Europol, a Europe-wide law enforcement agency known for tracking down international criminals, is based in The Hague. An accelerated investigation of the fan's alibi and his identity concluded that he was, in fact, an F1 enthusiast from Liverpool and not part of an organized crime network, and he was released by the Dutch police. The real Denaro was finally arrested yesterday. So, imagine that. You just go to your first F1 race, and then all of a sudden, you're thrown to the ground, cuffed, taken into, hosted, into custody, Tough scene, tough scene. So, um, yeah, not too familiar with uh, mafia, current mafia stuff. Of course, like everyone, I'll watch um, Narcos and anything to do with Pablo Escobar. But, uh, yeah, this is a new one. I hadn't heard this story, but tough break for, uh, what was this guy's name? Not Denaro, he was the crime boss. But the, the guy, the F1 fan, that's just a tough break for him. Um, so, yeah, check that story out. Pretty interesting stuff. But on to some actual Formula One news. Now, I gotta say, this is kind of hard to do by yourself because there's really, there's no transitions, but we're just moving on. We're just moving on. Williams. Williams has finally named their TP, as we call it, their TP, TP team principal. James Vowels. Vowels spelt like vowels, but L-E-S, not E-L-S. Got me? So James Vowles, born June 20th, 1979, is a British motorsport engineer. He was the chief strategist at Mercedes-AMG Petronas Motorsport Formula One team, more commonly referred to as MAPEMFO, from 2010 to 2023. On January 13th, 2023, Williams Racing announced Vowles to be their new team principal as of their 2023 season, succeeding former team principal, Just Capito. Vowles has worked in many Formula One teams as a race engineer and strategist and enjoyed success. With two different Formula One teams, he has won nine constructor championships and over 100 Grand Prix, a lot of those with Lewis. Vowles was responsible for the Braun GP race strategy, okay, that's pretty impressive, which was critical to the team's championship winning 2009 season, probably the most um, shocking or un unforeseen championship seasons of all time in F1, at least recent F1. Um, after working with the championship-winning Braun GP, Vowles stayed with the team after its sale to Mercedes in 2010. So, he's been pretty close with Toto and the, and the guys. Um, obviously a big part of winning their titles. And, um, yeah, I didn't know a big part of Braun um, and their race strategy in 2009. So, very, very interesting. 
he will be joining Williams. Um, maybe potentially, because Williams and Mercedes are linked, so maybe potentially a future replacement for Toto, or uh, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. I know uh, Lewis still has his guy on the radio, so that is good for this season. Um, but yeah, that's Williams uh, team principal announced. And another thing that was announced in terms of the in terms of the calendar for 2023 is that it will be 23 races. 23 races. They were hoping to do 24, but uh, COVID situation in China was really bad, and then it looked like they were maybe getting it a little fixed, and then. So they're not even going to replace it. I mean, I don't know. I was kind of hoping they'd do 24 just because there's a lot of other tracks I want to see them try out. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, the only real bad thing that's going to come with it, because, I mean, 23 races is still quite a few races. We're, we're getting a lot. But um, the main issue that it causes now is we've got Australia April 2nd and then Azerbaijan April 30th. So pretty big gap there just yeah, so after the third race of the season, we have like a month off. So that's going to be tough. Um, but if there's anything we've known from the past in F1, is that uh, whenever there's breaks, that's usually when the drama and all the rumors and everything starts going crazy. So uh, that, that little month off is going to be tough there. But, I mean, understandable, the logistics of it to get something figured out now, and it's only three months away, basically, would have been quite tough. So understandable, disappointing. But no China and no replacement is the news on that one. We also have some more livery announcements. We've got pretty much the entire grid. I think eight of ten teams now. All that remains is Haas and Alfa Romeo. <laughs> got him. So we have a new first release upcoming in just about... Just over two weeks. February 3rd, Red Bull. They're doing it in New York City. Um, whether Max Verstappen will decide to actually show up this time because he didn't show up in Vegas remains to be seen. Uh, maybe he's still going to be complaining about his sim racing. But we'll get to that a little later. But yeah, I digress. Red Bull, February 3rd is the uh, first one we currently have. This Tuke's pissing me off. And yes, we call them Tukes here, not beanies. Ugh. How's that? Ugh. I'm gonna have to watch the YouTuber. Nice hair reveal here. I'm a little greasy. Duke's going back on. Oh yeah. Great distraction there. So yeah, where was I? We got February 3rd, Red Bull. That'll be interesting. I mean, will it be interesting? Probably not. It'll probably just be a repeat of the same car they've had for ever. But uh, then we've got February 6th, Williams. 11th, Alvatari, 13th, Aston Martin, 13th, McLaren, 14th, Ferrari, 15th, Mercedes, and 16th, Alpine. I'm um, interested to see if Mercedes goes back to black or gray, the silver arrows like they did last year. We'll see. We will see. Um, and yeah, of course, February 23rd is when the preseason testing starts, so Alpine Currently, the last team announced theirs is a week ahead of that. Um, so yeah, pretty much right from the start of February, we got car launches, um, and we're going to do our draft for the season pretty soon. I missed a guy earlier. Missed a guy earlier. Oh, it's hard. It's the reverse. 
Who do we got? DXI. He works here now. Yeah. Anyways, um, so that's delivery announcements. Uh, we got our weekly countdown to Bahrain. Ooh, March 5th. January 18th is today. Wednesday, January 18th. To March 5th. Sunday, March 5th, 2023. First race of the year. Bahrain. 46 days. So we're under 50. We are under 50. Making progress in that way. Um, but we did have... Oh man, my transitions are pretty good this week. We did have another another race, uh, some racing to watch this weekend because the Formula E season they debuted in Mexico. They had to make a few changes to the track because I think there were some braking issues or something. Uh, I don't know. It also looked like there's just a lot more barriers around. It, it looked. I'll say it, it looked different. It looked different than the F1 Mexico track we're used to seeing um but i don't know maybe it's just camera angles and whatever i know they had to change like the whole middle sector i don't know that it could be wrong on that i read that so but yeah it was totally interesting um the cars had a uh, had some changes this year kind of similar to what the f1 cars went through last year so it was cool to see that um obviously that's going to take a little bit for that to progress but it was it was just cool to see cars on track there was it was a good race. There was a really good battle for uh, third position. But the main thing that caught my eye that I want to talk about from it is their qualifying format. Um, I think it could work for F1 because it's like the one I, I like F1's qualifying format. You know, it goes to like 20 to 15 to 10, and then it's just a shootout basically for for pole. But we've seen a lot of the times last year. And I think it's going to happen a lot more this year now that people kind of know that it's a possibility. Is the you know, causing a red flag or a yellow flag or whatever the case may be in qualifying to either, if you're on pole, stop everyone else, um, or if your teammate is, you can kind of keep your position and kind of screw everyone else over just by, oop, car slit, the, you know, I, I turned out, hit the wall, oops. It's kind of a Perez and Monaco last year. Um, so, yeah, whether you like that or don't like that, I think it's at least worth considering what, Formula E does, because I think it's very interesting. And I will elaborate on that F1 actually has announced slight changes to their uh, qualifying in uh, 20, this season, just for like two races. Um, one second here. F1 23 qualifying changes. I think I have it in... So we'll get to that in a minute. But back to Formula E. So their qualifying format, I think it started last year. Could be wrong on that. Um, the format allows the best teams and drivers to showcase their... Okay, I'm not going to go through that. Um, basically, what happens is... All right, I will read this. The group stage... So they got 22 drivers on the grid in Formula E. Okay, so they split them into two groups of 11... Basically, like, first place, third place, fifth place, seventh place, based on the standings, are in one group, second, fourth. So, odds in one group, evens in another group, descending by world championship order. And then, so those are split into two groups of 11. Those each do a 10-minute, I believe a 10-minute qualifying session. And then, out of those, so group A, 11 drivers, the top four times from that move on. 
Group B, their top four drivers also move on. So you got eight drivers then in the second round of qualifying, and they do like number one from Group A goes against number four from Group B, head to head. I, th I don't know how many laps they get. A ten minute. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a one lapper after that, or they get another. Or they just get one lap each, it'd be kind of cool too. Um, but, yeah, I should have looked at that earlier. But yeah, so then they go head to head, and then it goes like, you know, it goes eight, go down to four, then that goes down to two, and then they have a finals, head to head, whoever wins that gets pole. The other guy gets second, and so forth, so on and so forth. Um, and then fifth to twelfth place drivers who competed in the pole sitters group will fill the odd positions on the grid. So if the pole sitter comes from group one, the fifth place driver in group one will line up on ninth on the starting grid and the fifth place driver in group two takes 10th and so on. So obviously if you make it to in the top eight, you're slotted how you finish and then it goes whatever group you're in. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really interesting uh, way to do it. It would be very exciting having literally a straight up like Max versus Charles, Max versus Lewis, Lewis versus Charles, so on and so forth, um, up and down the grid. I mean, even like, you know, having, say you had like Landovers versus Piastri in the first race. And like, once you get down to the semifinals or even the finals, you really can push it. Cause like, if you, if you, uh, you know, happen to spin out, you're going to start second instead of first. So I don't know. I think that'd be really cool for F1 to bring into the mix. Another thing that they do, which I also think would be worthy of adding is, um, if you get pole in Formula E, you get three points. Now, I think they're gonna, they would have to change the format because if actual points are on the line, like what we saw, as I mentioned, with Perez in Monaco, that will happen more, and we just can't have actual points being given out when um, when things like that are going to be happening. So I love what they're doing with their qualifying. I would like to see F1 kind of implement something like that. I like the knockout. I like the head-to-head -head battles, and then, yeah, being rewarded with some points. Um I think it's great. I think what they're doing, what they're doing, is smart, and uh, it's kind of a good testing ground. So that brings me to um, another place that we see some testing going on. No, I tried. Another, <laughs> the next topic I've got here: Lando Norris. Lando Norris. Um, obviously, McLaren's really good at their socials, putting out videos and whatnot. Um, so I was just watching today. They put out a video. I think it's called like Lando's Track Day or something like that. And uh, I always love watching videos of these guys karting because it's just like a professional Formula One driver driving a go-kart is, I don't know, it's just fascinating to me. Uh, it's like they're doing a kid's thing, but doing it at the peak level. And you wouldn't think that there's much of a difference, but you see in this Lando racing against the guys that work at the track, I believe, or no, maybe they're McLaren, um, they're McLaren employees as well, but seems like they know the track well and know what they're doing and they're like sort of experts at the track but Lando just blows them out of the water and you can it's cool seeing like him the way he takes turns like sliding through the turns is the way they do um, but then there's a little surprise at the end of the video that um, Oscar Piastri makes his McLaren video debut I guess with with Lando and he hops on the track um, and and carts with Lando and I mean yeah they're he's right on Lando's keister as they say so uh, it was cool, a wholesome video, lots of little laughs and giggles from Lando in there. Um, and yeah, it was cool to see him and Piastri on track together, even though it was just in a go-kart. Uh, yeah, it was cool. I think Piastri 
he looked a little bit shy and maybe a little overwhelmed in the filming aspect of it, like the interview portion of it. But uh, no, it was cool. I'm looking forward to seeing, obviously, Danny and Lando had some great videos last year. So really looking forward to seeing uh, how Oscar can fill those shoes. But we are going to see a little bit of Oscar and a lot of Danny in Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive Season 5 has a release date. The release date is... So I didn't actually know this, uh, but I just saw that season three and season four, they released nine days before the opening race of the season. Now season five, same thing. Yeah. So season four was, season starts March 20th, they released March 11th. Season three, season starts March 19th, they released, season starts March 20th, they released March 19th. Um, this year, the season starts on March 5th. And the fifth season of Drive to Survive will be released on February 24th, 2023. Now, we mentioned last week that there's a golf one coming February 15th. And there's currently a tennis one on Netflix. So they're kind of, I don't know if they're kind of oversaturating the market within one month, putting out three of these style shows. Kind of disappointing for the F1 one that, that's coming out last. But uh, it is what it is. And I don't know how much excitement there's going to be. Um, yeah, I think they say, they'll no doubt touch on the controversy of the Red Bull cost cap breach and cover many teams' trials and tribulations. The big chains going into the season were the big regulation changes, which notably changed how cars can follow each other and led to more overtaking. See, so yeah, obviously they'll touch on that. Um, their kind of trailer is very um, cookie cutter. Offering unprecedented, I'm trying to do this like Will Buxton. <clears throat> Offering unprecedented access, this new season will once again take fans behind the scenes to witness firsthand how the drivers and teams prepare to battle it out for the 2022 FIA Formula One Championship. The series will offer never before seen footage and interviews from the sport's biggest names. And now the key in qualifying is you want to finish ahead of the person behind you and you want to cross the finish line first in the race all right there we go that was my world buxton for the day and so yeah but uh, to sum that up drive to survive real release on netflix february 24th so look out for that um a couple more little things here miami miami has announced a couple little changes for 2023 that's coming up pretty soon uh, may 7th I believe maybe earlier. Let's see. May 7th. Let's go me. Uh, May 7th. So they have they're repaving. They're repaving the entire track cuz uh, some issues with overtaking and all that business last year. So that is good news to hear. Um, but the kind of the coolest thing I just saw uh, it's not just the on-track action that's receiving attention with a brand spanking new paddock club built inside Miami Dolphins Hard Rock Stadium, which is kind of like they do the race basically in the parking lot-ish of the stadium. Um, so for the first time ever, fans who buy general admission campus pass tickets, general admission and campus pass kind of go against each other, but uh, we'll see behind the scenes workings of an F1 paddock with access to the 300 level of Hard Rock Stadium that will look directly into the team village from above. Garfinkel, 
I don't know, I'm guessing that's someone that runs the race. Hopes that it'll be the best in class for everyone to enjoy, and there will also be an increased capacity for the 2023 race. Um, I'll put the picture in. It looks really cool. I mean, it's just like the stadium, and then in the, in the where the field is, they have all the team tents and all that stuff, kind of around the edge of the field, with a little bit of a gathering spot in the middle. So I'll throw that picture in. It looks pretty cool. Uh, gonna have to send out our media request for media credentials for that pretty soon here. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be there. Maybe not, but uh, April, May 7th coming up. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. It's kind of a, it wasn't the best race last year, but the show itself is really cool. Um, yeah, so we'll see where that goes. In terms of actual changes for the 2023 season, there is 10 changes. There are, pardon my grammar, 10 changes. Gonna go over them quick. There's one that I want to read more in depth. But I'll go over the 10 changes quick. Number one, ride height and diffusers adjusted. Kind of just to track and hopefully get rid of porpoising. Two, stronger roll hoops. This is uh, coming in after Zhou Guan Yu's crash. Um, obviously he walked out of it okay, but uh, says there will be a new physical. Physical, there will be a new physical homologation test where the, ro where the load pushes the roll hoop in a forward direction. Uh, now state a rounded top is required on the roll hoop, which will reduce the chance of it digging into the ground during an accident. Okay, number three, a reduction in the minimum car weight. That kind of speaks for itself. Number four, revised mirrors to improve driver visibility. They're going from the width of the reflective surface increasing by 50 millimeters from 150 to 200 millimeters. Pretty cool stuff. Number five, double the number of sprint events. This is one that I know Adrian doesn't like. I kind of like one, in, basically one in four races, we got a sprint. Um, we'll see how that goes, but I think it's interesting that they are changing a few things. Uh, the tracks are Baku, Austria, Spa, Qatar, Coda uh, in Brazil, in Tolagos, um, which most of our great tracks for a sprint. They are changing the accident damage allowance. It is now a fixed amount per team, uh, $300,000. I mean, I'm not gonna pretend to really grasp that. I guess, how much, whatever. Uh, alongside the perk firm, park firm. This is why I need agents, you know, just kind of give myself a breather once in a while. Alongside this, Park Ferme rules on sprint weekends are under review for 2023. With the aim of simplifying the setup locking process after the FIA cited a significant increase in Park Ferme requests between Friday's qualifying session and Saturday's sprint. So for those who don't know, and I don't know 100%, but just from playing the video game, Park Ferme means once you start qualifying, you're not allowed to change your car the rest of the weekend. I mean, you can change a few simple little things, but basically the car setup is the car setup once you go out on track for qualifying. Um, now I guess teams wanted to maybe change that because they have qualifying sprint practice session race. So maybe they want a little more leeway there. Uh, I don't know. Number six, paddock working hours cut. That seems good. These guys work way too much. Number seven, and I'll go back over this one in the end, qualifying format and DRS trials. So I'll go over that in a sec. But number eight, tweaks around gearbox changes. Couldn't care less. 
Number nine, a move to clear up penalty confusion. Number 10, more flexibility to cool fuel. That sounds fun. Cool fuel. Cool your fuel. I don't know, I sounded pretty cool seeing that. Okay, so I'm gonna go back. Qualifying format and DRS trials. A revised qualifying format, or as they put in brackets, RQF. Well, now RQF will take place at up to two events in 2023. RQF. For the purpose of evaluating whether the revisions are suitable for subsequent championships as per the updated regulations. RQF will see tire compounds mandated for each stage of F1's usual three-part qualifying session. So Q1 of RQF, just hard tires. Q2 of RQF, just medium tires. Q3, you guessed it, RQF, just soft tires. So we're going to go hard. We're gonna go medium, we're gonna go soft. That sounds interesting. I mean, I kind of don't really, I don't know what the point of that is really, but uh, they're also gonna give them less sets of tires um, over the course of the weekend to use. And as for DRS, as for DRS, no uh, fancy wording for this one because it's already DRS. As for DRS, it's activation after the start Race restart or safety car restart will also be evaluated, with the F1 Commission exploring the possibility of bringing this forward by one lap at the start of the race, or sprint, or safety car restart. This will be trialed during each sprint session in 2023, with a view to introducing it for all races in 2024. So look out for that. That's kind of cool that they're, I mean, Adrian and I have talked about for a little while that, you know, Having the um, DRS kick in one lap earlier would be nice. You can't really have it start on the first lap. You gotta kind of, gotta let everyone get around uh, the track. But if they could, especially after a safety car, instead of having to wait two full laps, one after they've already like unlapped and everything, a little much. So bump that down to one lap. Get the cars going on DRS a little quicker. That will be cool. So those are the changes coming. Um, we'll probably go over those a little more as we learn more. Uh, let's see. F1 personality test. Let's see. I'm going I'm to go through this one. It's not going to take long. You know what? I'm going to put this in in post. So I want to be able to show the screen as I'm doing it. Okay? Let's do it. <coughs> Which F1 driver should you support? 23. Start. Which of these personalities would you support in F1? Proven winner, young hotshot, veteran racer, talent waiting to be unleashed. Which of these personalities would you support? I would support all of them, but I'm gonna say either proven winner or young hotshot. Proven winner. What kind of helmet design would you prefer wearing? Gold. I'm the best. Fluorescent, I want to be seen. Team colors representing the squad. Flag colors representing my country. Ooh. It's either team or flag. Let's go flag. What's your ideal meal? Nothing beats my parents' cooking. The vegan or vegetarian option. I'll eat anything and everything or make it spicy. Definitely not this one. Definitely not this one. It's either spicy or parents. Let's go, Mom. Nothing beats my parents. Which of these best describes you? 
Underdog, win at all costs. Plucky and bold, wise and patient. Probably not patient. Probably not win at all costs. So either underdog or plucky and bold. I'm gonna go plucky and bold. What's your ideal Friday night? Pump some iron. <laughs> Hit the town. Play some video games. Stay in and do something creative. Let's be honest here. Hit the town. What's your favorite type of circuit? Street tracks, old school circuits, brand new circuits, wherever my home circuit is. Old school circuits for sure. Almost done. What's your music taste? Radio silence, classic rock, hip hop, or pop? Uh, let's go. Classic rock or hip hop? Classic rock. What would you wear to a Grand Prix? Team gear, designer threads, smart casual, whatever's comfiest. Uh, I wore team gear when I went to Montreal. Which of these F1 cars would you take out on track? McLaren MP4, Ferrari 312T, Lotus 25, Williams FW19. So not the Williams. The Lotus, because it looks old. Ferrari, because it's a Ferrari. Or McLaren, because that looks like around when Lewis started. Huh. I don't think I could pass up driving a Ferrari. And finally, where would you like to live? Swish Monaco apartment, massive countryside mansion, beachside villa, surrounded by nature. Uh, they all sound pretty nice, definitely not surrounded by nature. Beachside villa sounds nice, massive countryside mansion sounds nice, but Monaco apartment, that's the way to go. Oh, Charles Leclerc, Ferrari's Monegasque star, who will surely be gunning for the title this season. And he drove a Ferrari 312T until the wheels came off. Monaco is in his favorite hunting ground just yet. All right, so there you have it. Charles. So there's that. Um, and Maximus. Max Verstappen. Uh, I mean, when I saw this headline, it, it filled me up with giddy, little, uh, filled me up with joy like a little boy. I was, I was giddy. I was excited to watch this clip because the title of it was like, Max Verstappen throws hissy fit loses it on virtual racing server so i'm thinking oh man this guy is already a psychopath he is taking it out on poor gamers now not just other people on the grid formula one drivers he's taking it out on gamers guys just trying to play a game mind their own business in their house well he's making millions of dollars it's a shame but no that's not really what happened um so Basically, he was in the virtual Le Mans 24-hour sim racing event. And this is something that he'd been training for for a long time. There's a lot of other professional drivers in it. IndyCar drivers, NASCAR drivers, F2 drivers, former F1 drivers. Like, there's a lot of big names in this thing. And they, they do train for it quite a bit. And you know what? I'll give Max a little bit of credit. The video, he actually keeps his composure pretty well. But here is basically what happened. Reigning F1 world champion Max Verstappen declared the virtual Le Mans 24-hour sim racing event a, quote, clown show after his team lost a likely victory 18 hours into the race when they disconnected from the server. I'd be pretty pissed too. Verstappen was leading the sim racing event in the number one team redline entry with teammates Luke Browning, Jeffrey Reichvelt, and Diogo Pinto until they disconnected from the race's server with only six hours remaining. The race held on Motorsports Games' R-Factor 2 platform had been stopped multiple times on Saturday due to a security breach with the server. 
They call it amazingly bad luck. Well, this is just incompetence, Verstappen said. Honestly, it's a joke. You cannot call this an event, a clown show. That's why it's better to retire the car, because driving around in P15 for six hours makes no sense for everyone. Just a disgrace for all the effort we put in as a team. I hope the organizers of today also consider whether they put this race going forward, because on this platform, it's not going to work. That was my max impression. Not great. It'll do. Uh, the race was run by his same, same team, Team Redline Entry number 2 entry, driven by IndyCar racer Felix Rosenquist, F2 champion Felipe Drogovic, Luke Bennett, and Chris Lullum. So, understandable that he would get upset. Uh, just funny when you see... You know, anything with the headline Max throwing a temper tantrum. Um, I even, like, cause even reading those quotes, I was like, oh, this is a little spicy. But then I watched the video, and, you know, he was very matter-of-fact the way he said it. And it makes sense. Like, if you're going to host this big event, um, at least make sure your servers are working and not getting hacked. And um, I think it was the first time he was disconnected. He went first to 17th and, like, half a lap back, and then just got wiped out. Um, so, yeah, when four guys are sharing, splitting a 24-hour race, and you get 18 hours into it, and you're winning, and then the servers mess up. Um, and this happened to a lot of other people, not just them. Very frustrating. So I'll give Max a bit of a break on this one. All right? You hear that, Adrian? Ooh, another video game thing. Um, there's allegations of cheating in F1 2022. Um, there's a couple of videos going out around on Reddit, and on Twitter. Because um, people are... Like, Yarno Watmir and a couple, Blake, like, Blake, like, whatever. Um, a couple of guys that were just, like, always at the top of, of the esports game, F1 esports, kind of dropped down a little bit last year. Um, people just thought, you know, the competition is getting better. But now there's, um, there's a, one video in particular, but a couple of videos coming out of just basically showing that guys are cheating. Uh, a lot of people after COVID have been allowed to play on their own rigs at home to do the esports races. And there's one video in particular where the guy's driving around Silverstone and you can just see the grip, like he's missing the apexes, he's missing the turns, he's coming out of turns slow, but somehow his acceleration out of these turns and um, like his speed when he's taking turns is just like kilometers, five, 10 kilometers ahead of the top players in the game, which or going around turns and stuff should just shouldn't happen. Um, so people have been breaking those videos down, and it seems like there's some sort of grip hack that these uh, people playing on PC have been able to use. And I don't know; it's pretty disappointing. Like it's not really; it's already a very hard, like steep learning curve in terms of the game and the people that are really good at it. Um, not to mention they already have pro F1 esports gamers have get basically a different version of the game. So then to take that and mod it even further and cheat, um, I don't know. I guess like if you're not cheating or not trying, you could make that argument, but like it's a video game and um, it almost just makes it more impressive that guys like Yarno are still up there when there's, they're competing against people that are cheating. Um, so good on him, good on, I think it's Blake Live. No, not Blake Live. <laughs> it's Blake something. I'm gonna find it out and I'm gonna put a little caption on this. But uh, yeah, a couple, couple of the, uh, the OGs are still doing it, so that's good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. About a 40-minute episode this week. Not bad without Adrian. Um, yeah, when he comes back next week, we've got to kind of want to discuss that, the cheating thing with him, and um, go figure out what happened with that delivery. If anyone has any advice, please um, let me know what I should do with that uh, lost delivery. 
because it's it's very imperative that Adrian gets some Formula One merchandise before the season begins. So if anyone has any ideas on that, let me know. Also, please, please like and subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, both on the podcast and on the YouTube. Makes uh, makes a bit of difference for us. We're trying to get to the stage of getting a little bit of advertising money to help us out a little bit. So any numbers we can do um, are helpful. So yeah, I hope listening to just me rambling on for about 40 minutes wasn't uh, too tough on the ear holes out there. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. Um, Adrian will be back next week. A little bit unfortunate. He uh, had the internet just go down um, last minute. So that sucks. Uh, what else? I've got a bachelor party I'm going to this weekend. So when you see me next week, I might be a little, uh, have any more bit bigger bags under these eyes here. But uh, yeah, looking forward to talking back with Adrian next week. Hopefully figuring out that delivery. Getting closer to the season. A month and a bit away. A month and a week away from testing. So and yeah, as I said, only 46 days until lights out. So that, thank you everyone. Uh, again, hope that you enjoyed it. We'll talk next week.